What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are back for another episode of the Get Down Podcast, brought to you by Dragon Energy. The power is yours. And, and 902 Lit. <laughs> and 902 Lit. Put in the two lit and 902 Lit. Especially right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> we got my man Chico in the building. What's up? What's up? Tachichi. Yeah. So you know it's gonna be a unique episode. Oh. Every time, we've been having fun. That's right. I gotta take this off. It's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I just got my. Uh, well, I like I like using a mask for safety, but it's just hard to talk to you right now. So. Yeah, I just got tested, not for COVID, but. Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, you need a few tests. <laughs> uh, I should learn to fucking watch my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing good. That's good. Thank yeah. you for coming out, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I when we started putting together the podcast, you were one of the first people I thought of Word. immediately. Just as somebody I, I love and somebody that has a lot to share yeah you know what i mean in the game well we've had good conversations over some several alcoholic beverages yeah from yeah, time yeah. To time. and like you know those sessions like when we when we were just like frantic and you and d and yeah. myself and we Sox, would just like yeah. be freestyling and it was just like the most genuine yeah i mean we were having fun it yeah. was basically, like, we don't even really freestyle enough or anything like that. Everybody's getting old and yeah, getting yeah. too busy to just hang around and do nothing. To do nothing. Yeah. Rap about nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm but not. Joseph, yeah, well, no. I'm still, I still will, too, you know what I mean? But, uh, but, yeah, those are fun times when you're just, like, nothing to do. You're just hanging. Everybody's got some drinks in them. Mm. Sparring out. Well, like, yeah, a lot of the fun is gone from hip-hop. Yeah. And a lot of the just like vibing, you know what I mean? Like, like that. There was no extra shit. It was just like four well, people that love their craft. Yeah, you know. I think it's well. Everybody's not vibing together like everybody used to. Like you know what I mean? Like mm. crews would just be like, you know, you could battle each other or whatever. But it was a hip hop thing. Like four elements. Like whether it be b boying, whether it be DJing, whether it be you know what I mean, MCing. Um, People would like sort of come together in one spot, and this was back when like clubs were way more bigger, right? Mm. Back in the '90s or 2000s, whatever. And they would battle, and then everybody. This is where you would meet everybody at the club, and everybody be hanging out there. You sort of call somebody up the phone, be like, or you would see them at the club. That's the only way you can see them. Now, man, nobody's having fun because fucking all the assholes is making all the money. Who's rapping out here? Yeah, <laughs> just from the internet. You know what I mean? Like from their bedroom. You could do something like, I'm not trying to diss on Soldier Boy because he's one of the originals, you know what I mean? Then jump on the internet and start be successful. But we all know that song's not that good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, you know, a couple piano notes, boom. Doesn't have to be mixed right, doesn't have to be recorded right, and you're selling three, four, five million from your house, and you're getting, then it go, turns into billions, and then you're getting YouTube money and all this yeah. other money, right? You know so, what's funny about Soldier Boy? I didn't know this until recently, but. Like in the LimeWire days, yeah, he would upload his music, but as like Fifty Cent or like somebody that was really? popping. 
So like people would go to download some Fifty Cent song and they'd end up getting Soldier Boy and he was just like making sure people oh, would hear. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I did his, know something his like that. shit. Because yeah. he says his name like about a thousand times in the song. So. But like that's that's <laughs> a good marketing strategy. Right yeah, I mean it's just, it's a yo it's something right? But it's like it's it's, it's shady. Yeah. But my players are listening. I guess. I well, know. that's what I'm saying to answer your question about like the fun in the game is like he's having fun. You know what I mean? Like he's having a great old time. But it's like. It's not the same. There's not much, and not enough, not as much energy, not as much effort put into it. You know what I mean? So it's like you don't feel that good a fun and that good vibe. A lot from of shit's a lot of overproduced. Well, it's overproduced, and it seems like it's done so quickly. And it's just like, oh, I'm in the, I'm at the club in Miami at 2 a.m. I'm gonna hit the studio up. You know what I mean? Hit the back shift of the studio, what a lot of people like to do. Mm. Go record some shitty ass jam at four in the morning, but you literally there's no bars to it. There's no like, you know what I mean? No. It's just you know it's gonna be a money maker. And I'm not saying that these dudes ain't talented. No. I'm just saying they don't really have to go deep, dive deep into like their no. thought process to do some of these things because you know they're gonna fucking sell a hits anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, like so much of hip hop these days is a marketing of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right, and I like I feel like that takes away a lot of the enjoyment. It, like everybody's so worried about how they look all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. That nobody can like give in and just kind of like be part of the culture and like you know enjoy taking those risks. Yeah, or being critiqued. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, it's, yeah, at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of money in it, right? So mm-hmm. basically, these dudes are like walking commercials for. Yeah. Certain brands like Louis or fuck, you know what I mean. So it's hard to tell. <laughs> it's hard to tell them not to get that paycheck. But yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. It is. Like you've been in the game forever. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest? Like I guess one of the things you're saying is about like you'd go to the club back in the day. Like like because we did like the inter- where the internet was less accessible. Yeah. Right. Like if you really wanted to be a part of something, you had to go be there like you uh-huh. have to go be in the scene yeah yeah right? well that's the same thing with like shows right like the way that people see you and your music is you did shows mm. you know what i mean so um it was yeah like i was saying before it wasn't about the internet you had to go and you had to prove yourself on stage mm. um like we was just like talking about before the camera started or whatever with the scribble jam and stuff yeah those battles were like freestyle battles you know what i mean it wasn't like sit back Take mm. a month with written stuff and come out so that it's more polished mm. and more on point. Like, and also I'm not dissing that because you know Past Day he from the HRM, yeah, uh, with representing Past Day and he murders it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he's great. So what he does is basically it's an art because it's like he's basically never slipping when he does that yeah. fucking. Honestly, I find like maybe I'm just maybe I'm just an asshole, but I find even battle rap's been getting stale. It's been getting a little bit stale because it's like it's because of the written and shit. So many like. There's so many tropes now, like shit that you're just gonna expect. And like, I don't know, like when battling was freestyling, like you never knew what would happen, right? Yeah. You had to be off the cuff. Yeah. But these days it just feels like so scripted, like almost like wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it does. (laughs) No, it's true because it became big, like you know what I mean? So like, that's like, you can't take anything away from like the past days and the people, like you know what I mean? murder mooks like you know what I mean like these dudes has always been doing it right and they do it well for longer than it's been this big you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so yeah it does seem contrived at times and stuff like that but it's just 
it's just like anything else, man. You got you got more dudes coming in trying to do their thing, um, trying to get that quick uh, recognition and notoriety. Yeah, and and like battling, battling is a really great way to earn respect if you're good at it. No, it's true. It's one of the like you're pitted head to head. Yeah, I mean before like. You know, when you're an MC, you should be able to just, you know what I mean, drop bars at the drop of a dime. Um, but that's sort of like, you know, when you're behind closed doors, like honing your craft, you're doing the writing and you're doing your practicing. If you put like a couple hours in, like, you know, not going to say a day, but you need to put a few hours a week at least in that. You know what I mean? To be able to... To stay sharp. To stay sharp. And also, I remember like when I was growing up, when I was younger, like 14, 15, 16, I just would roll around Dartmouth and Halifax with my crew and somebody battle. We just battled. There was no fighting or nothing like that. It was just like, it's just sparring, you know what I mean? Um, I'd always be murking people, but <laughs> but it's still like, it's just kept you sharp, right? So that like, it didn't matter when it came to recording, when it came to jumping on stage, when it came to freestyle, when it came to doing the sets, you were just always ready to go. Like I even find these days for me, as I gotten older, there's times where I don't feel as sharp because I don't have enough time to dedicate just to like all the to, spit to just spitting and yeah. just sitting at the house and you know what I mean. Now everybody got bills and all that kind of shit. So it's like you do. I still put away time to do that because you always want to stay sharp or whatever. But it's just not as much as where when I was younger, I was just fucking. That's all I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, you also do it more of a as a utility now, right? Like when you got an album that's got to come out or yeah. you got deadlines that you got to meet, right? You don't have as much time to just write for writing. Yeah, no, it's You're true. writing with a purpose, right? So it feels more like work. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, like, like, you still love it, like, no, no matter what, but like, yeah. you know, even me sometimes, like, writing sometimes, it feels like work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, well, my album's getting ready to drop, so I have to have my next album written and pretty much ready to go. Otherwise, I'll lose the momentum. So, like, I'm writing, yeah. like, okay, where does these songs fit in? Like, I'm not, like, I'm still making the music I want to make. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I don't have the freedom to sit with it. Yeah, you know I, I mean, mean, I hear what you're saying. It's It depends on how you go with the process. I remember when I was talking to you one time, you were like, you got to take more time because I like to fucking put out material, right? And push it out. But I also, there's times of like where I set up a schedule and if I'm trying to push it too fast or too hard, it's because I'm trying to meet a schedule. Mm. And then, cause I got other projects on the go where I got features that I got to write and put out and whatever, right? So actually when we first met, it wasn't even really on a music level. Mm-hmm. We worked together in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. Line and right, right? Yeah. yeah. You. We're not my biggest fan at that point in time. <laughs> well, you know. Because I was, I'm not, like, I'm a good friend. I'm just not a great employee. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you wasn't, you like, wasn't really feeling the work right then. You know no, I mean? no, I wasn't, in, I wasn't in work mode. I remember my homie, my homegirl, Vicky, who was a chef at the time. She was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this guy likes to, like, uh, he's a little lax. He days ago with the, with the work. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, I mean, but he was fun. He's a fun guy, you know what I mean? Everybody wanted to be around him, so shit. Everybody needed dishwashing. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. It's but cool, uh, it wasn't, yeah, you were just working there. Best dishwasher you ever met? Though. You were doing your part-time thing. Like, nobody's, you know what I mean? It was all good. You I need did, a paycheck. You did the work when it was 
needed to be done. Yeah. But I was like, we'd be in the kitchen and like, Chico's trying to do his prep, right? And I'm like, yo, you should hear this new song. Or he just yeah. And then he's just like, he's like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, he's over there like, go slice peaches, guys. Like, what the fuck? Like, st- stop talking. <laughs> Show me your shitty demos. It's like the dude, <laughs> it's like the dude that comes in like, where's your auxiliary cord at? <laughs> and that would be me. Yeah. But I'd only play myself. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cause I was like, I was like, I was like, this motherfucker raps, raps. I want to, I want to impress him. <laughs> and it just didn't work, cause my work ethic was shite, and uh, my wow, sound yeah, recording fun. quality at the time was not the best. Yeah, well, those but are here steps. we are though, <laughs> baby yeah. steps. We made it. Made Get it. down podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty good. I watched the first episode. We look pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about this episode, but the other one's pretty good. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right, come on, so, man. Yeah, you got some questions there, man. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is the show. <laughs> Actually, we should switch sides. I can handle no. this shit a little bit better, eh? No, you can't. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can until they're in the fucking cabin. Okay. Well, if you I, think I can't, you must be crazy. But let's go. I'm tripping. <laughs> All right. So that's how that's how we met. Mm-hmm. A line and bright on Agricola. Yeah. But then we, we re-met after Sox and I became friends yeah. in Newfoundland. When we went to yeah. Newfoundland. Then we reconvened, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know this motherfucker. But I didn't work for you then, so you 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 had more space for my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was it Cape? It was Cape Breton. What? I didn't see you in Newfoundland. No, no, me and Socks. Oh, it's Socks. Okay. <laughs> me and I, was Socks. Like, I wasn't in Newfoundland, man. Met in Newfoundland. No. Oh, okay. No, uh, Frantic and Dane were going out to do this show in Newfoundland, and like they're like, last minute, you want to uh, go? Okay, okay. So I took my mom's American Express Air Miles. Shout out to mom. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Newfoundland to chase my rap dream. Newfoundland of all places. I was gonna say like fuck. <laughs> it was fucking disgusting. Uh, fuck Lloyd Burt. Nobody ever really got paid from that show. I'll put that on the record. You can watch this podcast and you can hear me say it. You can fucking slow it down, flip it, and reverse it. Exactly, who's Lloyd (laughs) Burt? He's the guy that promoted the fucking hip-hop festival in Newfoundland that we all went to go play. Oh, okay, yeah. And then didn't pay people and shit. Who, you guys, like, fucking fly there or something? Yeah. Crazy. And guys, like... He even like brought people from the states and they didn't have places to stay. So he was like, can they just stay with you guys? Like it was a fucking nightmare. Jesus. Like, you know, the funny thing, <laughs> being an artist, man, like in the early stages, like you gotta deal with some fucking hilarious shit. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, you know, you must have like, you know, those tour stories, like you must got a couple of just like nothing going right. Well, nothing ever goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a I got a crazy one with uh when we're doing United States tour and um, be fuck. I mean, from the get go, it was crazy. We started, the tour date was the day after, well, we didn't know this at the time, but it was the day after 9-11. So we're trying to get through the States the day after 9-11 and we have 30 cities in the States in like 40 days that we got to cover. And it starts in Maine and we got to go through the border at St. Stephen's, New Brunswick at St. Stephen's, Maine. Which is, I don't know if y'all know anything like geographically, but it's a racist motherfucker over there, right? 
So we're trying to get through with me, my boy Caleb Simmons. Shout out to Caleb Simmons, what it do. Um, and there's like a bunch of us. So there's Josh Martinez, um, Governor Bolts. These are rappers. They're, you know, I don't know if they're doing that many, much work at the time. But I got my man Noah coming to a nine from the goods. Uh, Moves is there. And we're all basically like stuffed in one van. We go to like the St. Stephen's because we got like a, a show in Bangor, Maine, I think. But we, so we go across there. And then when we get across the border to the American side, homies is just like, get out of the van and all this kind of shit or whatever. There's just being extra because of the fucking 9-11 or whatever. But they're still racist as a motherfucker. So they just pick me and Caleb, the only two people of color, out of the posse and have us sit in the office separately while the other dudes, they're talking to the other dudes or whatever, but they're all crazy ones because they can tell we're rappers or whatever. So me and Caleb are like sitting in an office here by ourselves and we see these dudes and they're looking real, like real, real hickish, you know what I mean? And they're <laughs> just like staring at us all crazy and they grab Caleb and they pull him out of the room and they pull him in a separate room. So there's like our other dudes over there, the white dudes with our, in our crew, they're in one room. I'm sitting in the other room. And then they try to pull Caleb because he was young at the time. He was only like 17 or something mm. like that, right? 18. And so they're trying to shake Caleb up in the other room and say that he had ecstasy in his bag and all kinds of crazy shit. And he was trying to like bring an illegal drug across the border. It was crazy. Like none of this shit was actually true. <laughs> just like... So he doesn't know what to do. He's getting scared. And then they start bringing out records of Caleb Simmons like... As because he's just a 17 year old dude trying to scare him, saying, Oh, did you like steal a coat when you were in grade six from this school or whatever? <laughs> and had like the information and shit. <laughs> so he's like, You know what I mean? He's like 16, 17. He's sitting there like, He's shook, thinking man. that like something's gonna happen to him. Like he's gonna be arrested in St. Stephen's or whatever. So I'm like, Yo, man, like, I'm staring at the dude, asking him questions like, When can we leave? What's going on? Like when I'm in the other room. And then he had grabbed my bag, like, from me. I just had my bag beside me at one time, at one point in time. And he just grabbed it from me. He went back. And he's like, I'm going to go inspect this. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever, fam. Do what you need to do. And then he comes back, and I had, like, Tylenol or whatever. Just, like, aspirin. You know what I mean? Like, that, you know, 20, 21, I was still, like, living at my mother's house at the time. So she's, like, helping me pack up my bag. Like, make sure you get some water. So, whatever. <laughs> so, like. I'm like, yeah, I got like aspirin in there, whatever. He comes out and he's like, I tested this for ecstasy or MDMA, whatever the fuck, right? And he's like, there's traces of MDMA in this. And I'm like, what? Like, you know what I mean? This is a fucking Tylenol, fam. You straight lying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, so this is like the craziest thing because he's just standing there saying this to me. And then I just was like, you're fucking lying. I'm like, we're going to be fine. You boys is reaching too hard. You know what I mean? And it's just like, nah, fuck off. So I wasn't even giving him like, Sort of nothing after that, just cursing and swearing at them. They had enough of me. Went back to Caleb. Uh, basically, we were like, okay, if you've got nothing to charge with Caleb, Caleb on, then we're just going to leave. And they're like, well, you and Caleb can't go get over until you figure out what's going on with Caleb's little charge thing. So he has to go to like the Canada <laughs> you know what I mean, side of the border and talk with those people, the Canadian embassy, and just like, oh, like, holy fuck. And just to get the paperwork right. All it was was just to stall us out from going over. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, they knew that we we're just going to go walk over anyway. So we went across to the St. Stephen's side in New Brunswick, stayed in a hotel, ordered some pizza. By the time the next morning came, and this is sort of the shame about it all, 
is Caleb was just like, I don't want to do this. And then like literally called up one of his friends and they drove four hours to pick him up at the border and drove him home. Shit. Now, I don't really, you know what I mean? I'm not mad at him for doing that, but we were trying to like, you know, just this will be the worst of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really the worst of it. Well, it was the worst of it. <laughs> but it was like... Isn't that the way it goes? Yeah. It wasn't the worst of it, but we hit a deer in Indiana that took completely took the fucking whole front of the van off. Oh, and could have killed us all. But, yeah, like... Yeah, and then the van was completely done, and our dude who's got it didn't get insured, and... Yeah, it was a, it was a wreck. <laughs> We had to like rent a new van in Indiana, stay there. Um, yeah, we end up losing some money in yeah. Asheville. Being an emerging <laughs> artist, being an up and cover is not that much fun. It's not like as as, as glamorous. It, I mean, like it's fun when you get to because like all of us are like, man, we get to see all these cities, right? Yeah. Like Indianapolis and uh, like Minneapolis, like you know what I mean. So it's like. It, it was good for that because you do like you see some places like New Mexico you probably never go to or fucking Arizona or Colorado like you yeah but to do the thirty cities in forty days was a little bit much I think we should, probably should have reconvened and reevaluated that one but <laughs> there's something really dope about like just rolling into like a situation with like a few of your homies where like you just don't know what's kind of coming you yeah know it what was... I mean like like being on tour is kind of cool it's a really good like if you're a crew or like, you know, it's a really good bonding experience to kind of just like deal with shit as it comes up on the road. Like being on the road is a lot of fun. Even if yeah. you're bumming it, like even when we had like eight motherfuckers in an Airbnb with like two beds, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, there was always something. No, really it's like, always fun, but I think it's funner when like you're younger, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. ain't no motherfucking way that I'm doing 30 in 40 days with six, seven other people in a van at my age now at 41. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just not happening. <laughs> right? So it's like, you know, we do tours and like me and Tino go on tour or whatever. And that's that's enough for us. You know what I mean? Drive around, do like three, four cities at a time, whether it be in Ontario or like the Maritimes. And I mean, I would do that if I had to do that. But like, it's not like we're going to have the money to take planes everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, like you just had a different point in your career now. Yeah, but I mean, like Black Buffalo, like you know, we're we're clicking the label now, so we'll probably do that come twenty twenty two or end of twenty twenty one. So that'll be fun. Yeah, go back to go back to the good old days of doing the tours and shit. Well, yeah, I think I uh, hopefully I'll be on there because uh, yeah, I got you got my the album you got the out. album coming through. Yeah, so hopefully we can make that pop. That'd That's be, right, baby. Man, our track on that album is fucking fire. It is fire. Yeah, five year um, plan. That fucking the beat is crazy. Yeah, that's a 75 crates beat. I know, I know. Yeah. 75 crates. Shout out to 75 crates. 75. Yeah, that shit was dope as fuck. Yeah, man. I really appreciate you fucking blessing me. Like, you know, one thing I was going to say, man, is like you are, you're one of the most like down to ride. Like, like if, like if somebody presents an idea to you or like wants you to get in on something and you think it has like any kind of merit. Yeah. Like, you'll either hop on or, like, be like, well, I'll, I'm interested, but, like, it's got to be kind of like this for yeah, me to make it work. for sure. Right? You know, you're not, like, um... Oh, I'm always down to make the music. Well, yeah. Sure. Like, you're just down to, like, exp like, you know, you really, I feel, understand the community aspect of it. Mm -hmm. 
right? And like, you know, and the building. Yeah. And like, that's something I've been seeing a lot of lately with just, you know, the crew. Yeah, well, I mean, we're trying to general. do that with the sip set thing, right? Where yeah. everybody's, I think like you, as you work, as it's with a, like as a team, and with the team, it just brings the best out of you. And you have multiple, multiple layers of talent and just you can sort of feed off each other. And if somebody's strong in this area, you can, you know what I mean? They could add that. And if you're strong in this area, you can add that. It all makes it, turns into a good gumbo, you know? Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta make sure the song is the best it can be. Yeah. Right? You gotta like work together not against each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um like when when I like when I got you to do that track on my album. Yeah. Right? I wasn't just like, "Oh, I want T to do a track." I was like, "What kind of beat would T like?" Mm-hmm. You know, um you know, what sort of like themes? Like what what track should I get him on? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to think through all that right? every time yeah. you do something that. Or like when I got Socks on it, like you know, Socks always got the food bars. Yeah. So it made sense to get him on the deep fried pepperoni joint. For sure, for sure. Right? Yeah. It's, so it's just like, I don't know, like knowing what people's needs are uh-huh. and like meeting them there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like yeah, it's like that with any project or any collaboration. Or I mean, like, you know, I like to do it that way. But some people just do it like, here, throw me a verse or throw me a 16, and then you just do whatever, you know what I mean? But like, I like to hear the beat. Make sure it's like a proper song. For us, the intention was just to have fire bars. Yes. Right? So there was a need to like, you know what I mean, get together and think through a concept or anything. Uh, with yours and Socks' song, it's dope. Like, it's a conceptual, just like pizza corner, eating a greasy ass food type shit, you know what I mean? So Maritimers all can relate to that. Facts. Yeah, but like with our track, I was just like, the, the idea is five year plan. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And run with that. Yeah. And just be heat. Yeah. But like, that's like just knowing your artistry, that is enough of a baseline for you to map out your verse. Yeah. What's going year- on with the fucking Sean Paul in the back and shit? Sean Paul? Like, yeah. <laughs> you guys can hear that? <laughs> no, oh, you can't? Okay, we're good then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can hear it, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I thought, thought I was just hearing crazy. shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, meeting, meeting people in the middle is super important. You know, coordinating people is... Them off. Yeah. What? Well, no, I am just got my back to Francis. Oh. I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> Coordinating people is hard. Yeah. Especially like a lot of people, a lot of different schedules, and then like, you know, sometimes egos. Yeah. It's not like saying anybody in particular. No, yeah. But, but like, I mean, like, know, well, I mean, it's all of us, right? We yeah. all have, we all have those sort of well, as egos artists, from time to time. Yeah. As artists, you know what I mean? We tend to be more egotistical yeah. than your average person. I mean, these days, like, and Ghetto Scott, Ghetto Socks knows this because he does it with me. We're trying to, like, let all that ego shit, you know what I mean? Just drop that and try to just build with our community and our friends. And like I said, I mentioned Ghetto Socks because he does it so well. Um, Always looking out for everybody and trying to help out everybody when he can and several different aspects of the artistic creations that we do. but like, you know, he's, he's selfless, right? So when it comes to shit like that, I try to sort of be more like that, you know what I mean? Because mm. like, that's the sort of things that I've learned from him. 
Um, it's a self-assist. It's like, and when you click up, that's where you get the best version of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so it's like, that's the sip set thing, right? That's the low pressure thing. Mm-hmm. We're all family. We all just try to work together. And there's sort of, you don't really lose when you contribute to somebody else's album. And you know what I mean? And or make the track better or you think you can make the track better or whenever they do the same for you, right? That's a win-win situation. Well, anything you, anything you do or you put out, you know, brings attention to your name. Yeah. Right? So it's super yeah, it's important. to keep working. Yeah. And like, you know, we're talking about socks and like uh, all the stuff he does in the community and stuff. And I think that's probably actually one of the biggest reasons for his success. Like one of the main things that attributes to him being successful. Yeah, he, he's not scared to just jump in and dabble and that's, help out wherever he can. You know, yeah. And like he'll get in on the ground floor mm-hmm. by doing like sometimes the shit work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he knows he can get it on the ground floor and then build it up to a place where he, yeah. he needs or like... I mean, it's the same, yeah, it's the same, it's the way, same way I think. But it's like, uh, I don't know. It's been working for us so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, different things like, you know, for example, like doing this podcast, right? Like now, whereas we have a platform that we're created, you know, um, yeah. people approach us because they want to be on. Right? And they yeah. want to be able to talk about their shit. Yeah. So it's like it went from a place of me approaching people to people approaching me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So just like the more things you can do to put yourself out there and the, and like, and the more things you can do to help people, right? Because like, like, you know, people will share this. Mm-hmm. Like they'll get views, we'll get views. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, you getting on like, you know, me using you as a friend and like, uh, you know, steal, not stealing, but like tr- hoping to benefit from your fan base, I yeah. guess, from having you on a track. Yeah. yeah. Well, right? self-promotion doesn't really work that well because it's like, of course you think you're the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I it's mean, like, it's, but if someone else says like, oh, that's really good, I, then it and, that, like and that's a reality. Everybody right? sort of needs that. Um, like, for example, when it comes to and I'm not saying that these dudes aren't hard workers or whatever. It's just like an example that came to my head. Like for the Stomptown dudes of like Snack the Ripper and how Mercules came up on. Like, you know what I mean? Like that Stomptown crew, that graffiti crew had like a massive following on YouTube or whatever. And that even helped us out too as well. When we put our tracks out on that, mm. it's like immediately a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. And it grows and grows and grows and grows. So the only, the re- only reason why I use that example is like you got to find certain pages and certain lanes and certain websites or whatever to share your shit or as media platforms to share your shit or it's not going to matter. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm dropping heat all the time, mm. but like one time it can be like 10,000 views one time. Like these days it's only a couple of 3000 views. You know what I mean? But I have total confidence because it's, I've done it for years that if like the right person that had like 2 million followers, I would have 75% of the people be like, this shit is heat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, and then they would share it from then. So it's just about, you have to sort of find your lane and work. And you have to sort of get with people who have those sort of lanes and can help you out. Or, you, I mean, like, you can just make, make it by yourself, but, you know. Nobody, no, I, I feel like, no, you can't. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Nobody it's not a really real ever makes it by themselves. <laughs> like, no, you, like, you need a team. You need like a little you can bit of be, team. You can be the leader of the team. Yeah. Right? 
But you still are gonna need to delegate work and you're still gonna need other people's input. Well, the thing is, yeah. is like I couldn't even do any of the shit that I'm doing if it was always was for like two or three people in the click, like moves or socks. Yeah. Or like, like, you know what I mean? Cause like we have a little click where he, you know, he does like my graphic design work and shit like that. I like, I record at moves or I record at festers. Like without these things, it, it can't be possible. Yeah, and that's right? the thing, so right? it's like, uh, with with Kevin Beal and Black Buffalo, he sort of gives us the resources and stuff that we need. So there, there's t- plenty of things that go into like you know, I mean your craft and trying to do it right. Um, whether it be like photo sessions for getting your like your pics right in mm. photography, or whether it be like your graphic design, or like you know what I mean. Well, let's just do like a basic rundown of shit you generally need. Okay, so you need graphic design. Yeah. Okay. Production if you don't produce. Yeah. Okay. Recording. Yeah, you need the studio. Right? Yeah. And then the mixing and mastering. Yeah, and you need your like album art layout, all that kind yeah. of shit. Right. You need the mixing, you need the mastering, and sometimes those are different. Mm-hmm. Have it in different places, sorry. You and, need uh, uh, your distribution. Yeah. If, if that's I something mean, you, you gotta got. You got to try to find some distribution and stuff like that. So like there's so much to go into an album that when like I'm asking for like 10 to 15 dollars for you to buy it if it's like a cd or a tape or 20 dollars if it's a tape or if it's 25 dollars if it's a vinyl you shouldn't be like fucking snubbing your nose up at me <laughs> no you know what i mean that shit ain't too much money though <laughs> i feel like people are um people are just not accustomed to paying for art anymore in that like in that like it's just so least, quick and easy right well so it's just like, like streaming is huge right like people just like People don't want to buy an album generally. And normally if people buy an album, it's just for the like, like collectible. Yeah. Well, that's, a, I mean, at least vinyl's coming back and tape's coming back now so that there is a collectible. Cause like, I love that vinyl and tape are coming back because yeah. I love vinyl and tape. Um, and I also like, you know, three years ago, four years ago when I put out Chico's 90 project and put it on CD and just started putting out CDs. Like I love the look of a CD. Mm. I like the, you know what I mean? Just the way it feels, like how you fucking, everything about a CD. Yeah. So, and it's the same thing with tape. Like, I remember, like, we're buying tapes back in the day when I was, like, 14, 13, 14, 15. You get, like, you know, the plastic, have to rip over that crazy plastic mm. on it. And then, like, you'd unfold, like, the inner, you know what I mean? And then I'd put that shit on my wall, like, whatever. And then, like, you get crazy colors or crazy designs on the tape and shit, like, Everybody puts that crazy work in. So it's, man, it's definitely worth fucking $15. You know what I mean? For sure. I agree. But to have something to hold is like what I'd rather buy myself, answering your question or whatever, than just stream it a dollar at a time because I just fucking. Whatever you got, you just fucking download it for free anyway, everything. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, like, we're, uh, we're, um, you know, I'm having, um, you know, Lord willing, my album printed. Mm-hmm. On vinyl. Mm-hmm. This will be my first time. I'm excited. There you go. <clears throat> um, but like, to draw people to buying the vinyl, I've included two extra songs that are just on the vinyl. Okay. That won't be available to stream or yeah, anything like yeah, that, right? Yeah. So like, if you want yeah, to hear the two tactic. bonus tracks, I mean, it's going to be a limited like 200 run of the album, anyways. But like, yeah. you know, it will also feature two songs that you won't really be able to get. Yeah. And I mean, that's elsewhere. the thing that you do to promote, right? Like, or whether it be like a remix 
or you get like another producer to like do a remix or you mm. do a remix and get another person to feature on it that's that's shit that we do too right mm. um like then like the aquaculture doing his remix with like the hip-hop remix that moves does the beat for and mickey fax is on like you know what i mean so the, the remix thing is crazy like brian likes to like moves i say brian dj moves he likes to do remixes all the time other mm. people's shit so we can get like a hip-hop element right yeah Shout out to DJ Moves. Moosey! Gonna come see you right after this. Well, not after this, after the next episode taping. <laughs> I'm still awake. You're gonna be asleep by yeah. that. <laughs> oh my god, last time I went to Moves, man. <laughs> last time I yeah, went to Moves. This, yeah, last time this motherfucker was on, up all night on acid and shit. So No, that's allegedly. not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not. Oh, come on, man. We all let up now to be talking the truth. <laughs> <laughs> My mom go watch this. <laughs> Whatever. It's a it's a seven it's a seventies drug. It's fine. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> well, they can just cut the shit out, then. It's fine. No, no, I'm, all, I'm about it. I'm about the honesty. You know, right. the podcast and shit. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to entertain the people. I don't know. I think you know, you know, the kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier about like having fun. Yeah. Like hip hop and shit, right? Like, even like with like this, you know what I mean? Like, I love that we can just like joke and yeah. go off, like, you know what I mean? And like, I don't want it to be all serious all the time, you know what I mean? I want people to see the humanity. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'll, you know, I want the like, humanity. The humanity. <laughs> I thought you. He was, I thought he was trying to say humility, <laughs> but then humility. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. That's cool. Uh, I'm surprised you're not down here with me, Tess. You're fucking fresh. Yeah, well, you you're know. chipper. Uh. Well, it's, you know, I was, I was saving myself for today. Gordo's coming today. I'm going to get myself drunk up tonight. You know what I mean, that's going to be my thing. Yeah. I got to, like, as I get older, I got to do every couple of weeks just that special day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daddy's alone time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody come in the studio. Right. This is like when it's my day. There's gonna be strobe lights and weird noises and just don't come in. <laughs> you don't need to know. Alright, alright. Move, move yeah, on. Alright, 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 alright. <laughs> so you started rapping 16? 16, yes. And there's a video of your first ever performance. Yeah. It's pretty famous. Yeah. There's and a video in there that's on the little T free stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was um ninety-six, one of the Helltown meltdown things. Uh Joe Run, uh MC Skills, Nathan C, Papa Grand, um Fuck, it was even like classified belt when back when he was Celtic Rebels, I think that was his old crew name. Him him and his brother or him and his another dude, I can't remember. But like, yeah, this is a long time ago. Like all the old school heads was there. Obviously, Hip Club Groove, Corey Bowles, Check Love, you know what it is. Um 6'2, Buck 65. So there was like the good old days where it's just like five dollar shows. Um whether it be Cafe Olay or wherever, right? Um, yeah, it was good vibes, dude. I remember when, like, when I first got there, MC Skills was like on the mic and he's like, yo, 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 we got this young boy about to come on. And then I just jumped on. I remember like having a verse ready 
But then literally like halfway through getting so excited because we're so hyped for getting the rest after it. the first fucking four hours. And then like it's a young mind, 16 years old though, but I like I, I pick I could pick up lines as I wanted to do. And I sort of had like, you know, 80 beats per minute, had enough time to just think of the next one that mm. I want to spit. But yeah, it all came out fucking dope as fuck. Mm. 